0: A business, says Jeff Bezos, should not get addicted to being shiny because shiny doesn't last. This is Walking Your Talk, a personal development podcast about leadership, authenticity, and courage. I'm Carolyn Taylor, and I've spent my life working with leaders in organizations on how to change their culture. But this is much more personal. If you want to be known as someone who walks your talk at work and beyond, then this podcast is for you. Today, in the final episode on prioritisation, I want to cover one last feature which I find really drives many individuals. I know sometimes it drives me, it drives teams, and it drives organisations. And when it's present it makes prioritization really difficult. So I'm hoping that by describing this, you'll resonate with some of it and we'll end as usual with some exercises that you can practice to see if you can conquer this one. So the feature's so strong that in some organizations, it seems to drive the whole culture and it'll make an appearance in some of the culture diagnostic reports that, that my organization writes. It becomes a kind of a pattern of behavior that is real. And the feature is the lure of the shiny new thing. And I choose that word lure deliberately because it is so seductive. So what are these shiny new things and how do they lure us away from our prioritized focus? Usually they're new ways of doing things, new ideas, new concepts, new methodologies. Sometimes we discover them through books or social media or from consultants. And other times there are new initiatives that are started by other well-meaning colleagues who want to make a difference. Or by maybe by us off our own initiative, we want to introduce something new into the mix. These approaches will always promise the possibility that things will get better. And some of them will deliver great results. They are, I think, a part of our deeply held curiosity. It's it's an intellectual curiosity of our desire to learn and our relentless dissatisfaction with the status quo, which is a great thing to have. And that's why this one is always tricky to deal with, because I think we all have a belief and it's it's usually a valid belief that there is something better out there, something going on, some new idea that if we could just tap into it, it would lead to some spectacular outcome. And often this results in FOMO. You've probably heard of FOMO, fear of missing out, you know, that feeling That I must be involved in all those meetings because maybe one of them will turn out to be the birth of some new exciting project and then I'll regret not having been a part of it. So here's the dilemma as I see it. On the one hand, there is the recognition that there's a great power to be had in prioritization and of focusing and getting things done, taking things through to their completion. And on the other hand, We've all got this curiosity and excitement about the next new thing, the opportunity that that brings, the excitement of discovering and being a part of some opportunity that will make things better. Here are some of the examples that I've experienced on a personal level, saying yes, for example, to every invitation that comes in case it leads to something or meeting somebody interesting. And then I find out that, you know, my calendar is so full and I've got no time for the projects and the people that actually really matter to me the most. And the worst case scenario is then you start breaking the promises you already made to get things completed on time or to leave myself time to be clear with my family or just to complete a project and the power of that completion, that execution drive. And then at a team or an organizational level, often being won over by presentations from outsiders which promise to create new value and solve problems you might not even previously have known you had. And then we find that those projects suck up a lot of our people's time. And then they're not able to do the other things and complete the other things that they need to. Or you find that your people are being asked to get engaged with internal meetings, some noble cause which keeps them away perhaps from more time with customers. In some organizations that I know, the lure of the shiny new thing goes so far that many projects never get finished. In the space I work in, you know, the culture space, I've often seen new leaders, they start all over again, they redefine new culture goals, they restart the work that was already underway, and they actually avoid the harder implementation phase that requires a leader to stick with what they've started with and to hang in through the difficult stages until the real changes to behavior start showing through. Now, that's just in the culture space. I, I've seen it happen in, in every process, every technology, every marketing, all the opportunities that we have to get better. There's always the lure that there will be some better way out there and the, the temptation to start that new and different way. Now, sometimes there are cases where the shiny new thing is actually really damaging and in other cases where even the best shiny new thing actually doesn't deliver because then the same pattern of behavior jumps in and then suddenly there's an even newer shiny new thing that displaces the other one. So that familiar with you? Uh, I've seen that happen so many times. So what do you do if that's something that you see around you, either in yourself or your team or your organization? How can you ensure that your current priorities get followed through and their benefits really get realized but at the same time, staying continually open to new possibilities and not getting so stuck that you you can't see those. New ways always to learn and to improve. So here are a few tips to get you and your team started. One really simple tip that I find works is the one-in-one-out principle. Remember learning that years ago from a book on managing your wardrobe, (laughs) you know, buy something, throw something out, or move it on to to give it to somebody else. But I actually find it's got much broader implications because for every new project or every new activity that you'd love to do, if you have to face into another one and actually stop it altogether, that really makes you think. Because I think the worst case scenario is that we just pile on. We add more and more and we don't take anything out. And in fact, one of the biggest complaints I hear from employees when we do these kind of diagnostics of an organization is that management keeps piling on more and more. Because the exercise here, I think, is to consciously and deliberately sit down and really evaluate what you would stop in order to make way for this new And that is an uncomfortable process. It's uncomfortable to stop things because often it suggests a mistake or a failure. So forcing yourself to do that actually also forces us to really consider whether the new shiny thing is good enough to make it worth that effort. So having that principle of one in, one out, where in effect you're comparing one significant new Opportunity and all its benefits, and um, is that better than stopping something that is already partway through? And if it's a new meeting or a new group you've been invited to, you know, the same thing. What will you drop? What will you take out of your calendar? And just to be really sure you do drop something rather than just pile on. So that's the first tip, which I think really helps get that balance between the new and the existing. And the second exercise which can help here, I think, is to consciously categorize those activities. I mean, I find it useful even to color code them in my calendar, because learning and growth for me is a core value of mine, and I never want to cut myself off from that in the name of just prioritizing what I've got. And I don't want my team and my organization to do that either. So that's not the answer. This isn't an either-or situation. I think the paradox of curiosity and discipline prioritization is resolved through a both-and, but both-and in a conscious way, not both-and by piling on. Firstly, I think, by recognizing the pull of the curiosity, whether it comes from inside of you, or whether it comes from the lure that somebody else or something else is pulling you into. You know, and really name it as that in your mind. Check inside of you that is this fear of missing out, is it grounded in sound business rationale? And then step deliberately into, not like a puppet being pulled on a string, but somebody making a choice based on the clarity that what you're exploring fits Your broader purpose, and you can balance it with what else is going on. And often it's a good thing, I think, to check in with your team on that, you know, and and ask them what they think, whether they see this just as a a shiny new thing that you're getting pulled into, and encourage them to really challenge you. So those are the two ideas I would I would leave you with is that it is a paradox. You can do both end, but make it really conscious. So this completes the series on prioritization.' been five episodes and we've looked at the value of having really clear purpose and how that helps give you a true north. We looked at the desire to be hero and how that can cause you to just pile on and take on too much. We looked at the desire to please others and to serve them, and how difficult it is to make choices when in doing so you'll have to not please somebody. We looked at not looking really deeply at your own judgment and trusting your own judgment and making choices because perhaps you're afraid of making a mistake or getting it wrong. And now today we looked at curiosity and the fear of missing out. And this I think is why prioritization is so hard because there are so many different reasons which cause different people to find it difficult. And between us, We've all got at least one of those. I'm quite sure I can identify two or three of them that belong to me. And these are just the main areas that I've found to be worth looking into. You may well think of others, but you can certainly get started on these five. And then finally, to remember the choices you make on how you allocate those scarce resources of time, money, people. They really do determine your success. So having the courage to make those choices and then take 100% responsibility for them really often does separate great performance from the average. When you do get it wrong, you can always choose to pivot, reprioritize, move forward again. So I wish you well with your prioritization. And I'll see you next time for a new series in the Walking Your Talk podcast. Bye for now.